0: Good Monday morning, a weekend of heartache in Texas.
1: Two communities grieving this morning, and the search for answers is underway. It's May 8th. This is Today. Shock and sadness. New details about the gunman who opened fire at a crowded mall near Dallas, killing eight people and injuring several others. heard uh, pop, pop, pop shooting, and everybody ran this morning, inside the investigation, the suspects allege links to white supremacists and neo-Nazi groups, and the officer hailed as a hero for ending the violence. We'll have the very latest. Fatal crash, new video emerges of that deadly incident outside a migrant shelter in Texas. At least eight people killed, police investigating whether it was an accident or intentional. As the surge at the southern border takes center stage with major restrictions about to be lifted. Growing outrage, new protests over that subway chokehold death in New York. Demonstrators blocking train tracks. This morning, the demand for criminal charges as the former Marine involved in the altercation breaks his silence. About face Alec Murdoch's surprising confession about the mysterious death of his family's longtime housekeeper. His message from behind bars about the lie he told and his potential impact on the case. Those stories, plus flight rights, the new rule being unveiled today to hold airlines more accountable for delays and cancellations, What you need to know ahead of your next flight and the busy summer travel season. And Party at the Palace, a star-studded concert capping off a weekend of events for the coronation of King Charles. The Highlights from a celebration 70 years in the making and where the royal family goes from here today, Monday, May 8th, 2023.
2: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Oh, what a shot.
1: So pretty this spring.
2: Good morning.
0: Welcome to
1: today. It's nice to have you with us on a Monday morning. So happy
0: that you're back. Good to see you. We had a good
1: time. in mm-hmm. in London, we'll t- talk more about the coronation in a moment. But we've got two tragedies to talk about in Texas off the top, spotlighting these issues, dividing the country, gun violence and
0: immigration. Eight people were killed at an outlet mall that's northeast of Dallas. That shooting, by the way, the second deadliest in what has already been an exceptionally violent year. The U.S. on what's being called a record Pace for mass killings. And then,
1: more than 500 miles away in Brownsville, Texas, eight people also killed when an SUV plowed into a group of people outside a migrant shelter. Investigators are now trying to determine if that driver rammed into the crowd intentionally. It happened just days ahead of the lifting of Title 42, a COVID border restriction that is expected with its lifting to lead to another migrant surge. We have reporters in both locations this morning. Let's start with NBC's Morgan Chesky and that shooting in Allen, Texas. Morgan, good morning to you.
3: Yes, Savannah, good morning. And this massive mall remains very much an active crime scene as investigators continue to gather evidence and a memorial grows for those eight lives lost. This mall has been a shopping destination for families all across North Texas. And on Saturday... Hundreds of them were sent scrambling for cover as that gunman started to open fire. And we do want to warn you, some of the video you're about to see is disturbing. Overnight, a community marred by gun violence coming together to mourn. A vigil honoring the eight lives lost in what is now the second deadliest mass shooting this year. Gunshots at the outlet mall. The frantic scene unfolding in Allen, Texas, just north of Dallas. Police say 33-year-old Mauricio Garcia opened fire on Saturday at this crowded outlet mall.
4: I've got victims. We need an ambulance.
3: Law enforcement officials tell NBC the crime's now being investigated as a case of racial or ethnically motivated violent extremism. Two officials say the suspect interacted with neo-Nazi and white supremacist content online. One official telling NBC authorities found a patch with a right-wing acronym on his chest. Sources also confirm police are reviewing this footage, showing the moment the gunman began to open fire on innocent shoppers as families barricaded themselves inside. Authorities tell NBC News the shooter wore a tactical vest and was armed with a rifle and handgun. More weapons and ammunition were later found inside his car. I
5: heard, pow, pow, shooting, and everybody ran.
3: The suspect fatally shot. By an officer who police say was already there for an unrelated call. Amid the chaos, acts of heroism, some people were huddled inside an H&M store. One of them called his father, former police officer Stephen Spanhauer, who raced to the scene. He immediately began performing first aid on victims. But for some, it was too late. The young child was underneath one of the victims, okay, laying on the ground. And their parent. They were on the ground. They were dead. The father forced to wait agonizing minutes as officers led hundreds of shoppers out of the mall before he was finally reunited with his son. The former officer agreeing with so many others that something needs to change. This is not a Democrat thing. It's not a Republican thing. It's an American problem. It is indeed, Morgan. What do we
1: know about these victims who passed away?
3: Yes, Savannah, we know of those eight victims who were taken to area hospitals. Three remain in critical condition, and one of those victims, Savannah, was a five-year-old boy who's currently trying to recover. We have learned more about one of those who lost their lives. He's been identified as 20-year-old Christian LaCour. He was working as a guard here at this very mall when the gunshots rang out on Saturday. Over the weekend, his grandmother took to Facebook, posting he was just 20-year-old and had so many goals ahead of him. He was a beautiful soul, and I was so proud of him. Savannah.
1: Lives lost and lives forever changed as well. Morgan, thank you.
0: Let's move now to the other weekend tragedy in Texas, an SUV plowing into a group of people outside of a migrant shelter in Brownsville. Killing eight people, injuring several others. NBC's national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez joins us with more on that story. Hey, Gabe, good morning.
2: How Good morning. Overnight, the death toll here rose from seven to eight. And now law enforcement officials tell NBC News that they're looking into whether the driver slammed into this crowd intentionally or whether it was an accident. And we should also warn you, some of the video of the crash and its aftermath is disturbing. This surveillance video shows the seconds right before an SUV plowed into a crowd waiting at a bus stop Sunday outside a migrant shelter in Brownsville, Texas. The mayor says eight people were killed, some of them migrants from Venezuela. At least nine others were injured. This morning, investigators are still trying to determine a motive. One, it could be intoxication. Two, it could be just an accidental one. Or three, it could be intentional. A bystander telling NBC News that he heard from other witnesses that the driver yelled anti-immigrant language, but police say they can't substantiate the allegation and it's still under investigation. Law enforcement officials tell NBC News the driver is a Hispanic male who is not cooperating with investigators. He's been arrested and charged with reckless driving, but more charges could be pending.
6: Just a terrible situation to to witness such a tragic loss of so many
2: lives. The migrant deaths come just days after Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas visited Brownsville, touting a new processing center ahead of the lifting this week of the COVID border restriction known as Title 42. The policy change is expected to bring yet another migrant influx to the southern border, as many as 10,000 people a day.
5: The
4: situation at the border is a very serious one.
2: Last week, we visited Juarez, Mexico, where thousands of migrants have already gathered. What's been the hardest part? What has been the hardest Mm part? The hardest part is never having work, food, or water, this man from Guatemala told us, saying he planned to cross the border with his two-year-old son. The Biden administration is preparing for the end of Title 42 by sending 1,500 active-duty troops to the border and setting up asylum processing centers in Guatemala and Colombia. But the president telling MSNBC's Stephanie Rule that Congress needs to act.
7: There has to be a legal pathway to citizenship.
2: Back here in Brownsville, makeshift memorial is growing outside of the migrant shelter. And the mayor says several of those injured remain in critical condition this morning.
0: All right, Gabe Gutierrez for us there. Gabe,
1: thank you. Also this morning, calls are growing louder for criminal charges against the former Marine who placed a homeless man in a deadly chokehold on a New York City subway. Protesters clashed with police over the weekend, some of them even shutting down subway lines. NBC's Emily Akeda is here with more on the story. Emily, good morning.
8: Savannah, good morning to you. It's been a week since Jordan nearly died and no charges have been filed. According to two sources familiar with the matter, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office plans to present the case to to a grand jury which will determine if we'll see any charges so it's not clear when exactly that will happen meanwhile protests here in new york are intensifying with more set to play out today this morning growing outrage surrounding the chokehold death of 30 year old jordan neely demonstrators demanding justice and calling for criminal charges some even jumping onto subway tracks in protest leading to clashes with police. To order to Authorities say 13 people were arrested so far. It comes as we're learning more about what happened on that deadly train ride when Neely was placed in a headlock by another passenger for at least several minutes. That passenger now identified as 24-year-old Daniel Penny, a college student and Marine veteran. In a statement, his lawyer writing, When Mr. Neely began aggressively threatening Daniel Penny and other passengers, Daniel, with the help of others, acted to protect themselves until help arrived. Arrived, adding daniel never intended to harm mr neely while penny was questioned by police he has not been charged with a crime but calls for his arrest are intensifying we will try our hardest to make sure that he's held accountable a source telling wnbc's jonathan deans that before help arrived nypd dispatchers received five 911 calls including several people reporting a man making threats on board. Neely, who police say was arrested more than 40 times, was homeless and known to be struggling with mental illness since his mother's murder in 2007. Still, his family attorney says he was a talented street performer who loved to dance and make other people happy.
3: He had demons. And we all know people who are on the brink of going through something major. And that's where he was. But he had a life that he was living.
8: This morning, Jordan Neely's family put out a news statement saying Daniel Penny's press release is not an apology nor an expression of regret. It is a character assassination and a clear example of why he believed he was entitled to take Jordan's life. Meanwhile, the NYPD says they are still looking for six more people involved in Saturday's protest in that subway station.
0: All right, Emily, thank you. All right. Craig joins the table now, Seven twelve. And if you're planning on
9: flying yes. somewhere anytime soon, you're going to like this story. Could be good news. Yeah. Hoda Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. In an effort to boost flyer rights today, the Biden administration is expected to announce some new rules for airlines. In the case of any controllable cancellations or significant delays, airlines will now be held accountable to address expenses or inconveniences experienced by passengers. NBC's Tom Costello covers aviation, joins us now from Reagan National Airport. So, Tom, again,
5: could be good news for all of us who fly. How exactly is it going to work, though? Yeah. Bottom line here, President Biden and Transportation Secretary Buttigieg are now today going to roll out the beginning of a rulemaking process that will essentially say if the airlines have controllable delays or cancellations, in other words, if they're delayed or canceled because of a maintenance issue or it's taking too long to load bags, or or they've got a staffing issue, then you should be eligible for compensation. This is what it lays out according to the, the new DOT proposed rule. Number one, airlines would have to provide compensation in addition to refunds and other amenities for passengers in the event of these controllable delays or cancellations as well as a meal or meal voucher, overnight accommodations, and transportation and rebooking. They'll also be required to offer timely customer service during and after periods of widespread flight irregularities, Think about the Southwest Airlines flight meltdown this last winter there. And there will be also newly expanded customer service information on the dashboard. The DOT has already rolled out. That is flight rights, flightrights.gov. First launched last summer, you may recall. And it's going to highlight the airlines that are offering already cash compensation, for example, travel credits or vouchers, or that are awarding frequent flyer miles and will then cover the cost for other amenities. Uh, and this is really all about trying to empower passengers with more information and more, if you will, more rights. Right?
9: So, so when's it going to happen, Tom? When can, when can folks expect to see these changes? Please say tomorrow.
5: This is a slow rollout process because it's a rulemaking process and everything in government takes a while. Everybody's got to have a voice in this. As you would expect, the airlines are certainly going to respond Right now, though, let's give you a breakdown of where the airlines stand right now. Right now, no airline right now is guaranteeing cash compensation if you are delayed or canceled because of something in their control. DOT, though, says that these new regulations are designed to ensure, however, that flyers are better protected from financial losses. And you're looking there at the 10 largest airlines are, though, guaranteed right now meals and free rebooking on the same airline. This is a process. And by the way, this is something that the Europeans already have. If you are significantly delayed on a flight in Europe, you could be eligible for cash compensation. I was on a flight in Europe recently. I was delayed. And guess what? I was offered cash compensation, even though I eventually made my connection. But because I was delayed, they offered me cash compensation.
9: All right. Tom Costello for us there. Tom, thank you.
5: 716. Let's check in with Mr. Roker.
0: to check in the forecast. Hey, Al. We've
9: got heavy
7: showers and thunderstorms now. Rainfall rates one to two inches. Per hour moving through Illinois all the way down into St. Louis, so we're watching that very closely. In fact, 17 million people at risk from uh, Lexington, Indianapolis, St. Louis, Paducah, Nashville, even damaging winds, few tornadoes possible. That extends all the way down into central Texas as well. And then for tomorrow, we've got, again, from the southeastern Atlantic coast, we've also got 5 million people at risk from Childress, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Woodward. We could be looking at tennis ball-sized hail from Dodge City, Tulsa, down to Childress, Texas, This system is going to be moving east today into the Mid-Atlantic, into the Plains, an isolated flood risk from Wisconsin down to Louisiana tomorrow. Heavy rain developing down through southeastern Texas into the Gulf, and the severe threat will continue. And then Wednesday, low pressure moves east onto the Plains, bringing more heavy rain. Localized flash flooding stretching from Rapid City all the way down to Houston. Some spots could see in the Central Plains two to five inches of rain. But as you get into the Southern Plains, Five to... Ten inches of rain with localized flooding. So we're going to be watching this very closely right through Wednesday. And that's your latest weather, guys.
0: All right, Al, thank you. Uh, Still ahead, convicted killer Alec Murdoch changing his story from behind bars about the mysterious death of his longtime housekeeper, what he is now saying about that fatal fall on his property and the new legal trouble he potentially faces.
1: And then we'll have the highlights from the historic coronation of King Charles over the weekend, capped by last night's stars, studded concert that saw the royals dancing the night away a live report from buckingham palace but first this is today on mbc
6: when you're hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match
1: We're back, 7.30 Monday morning. There's a view of our plaza. Chanel joins us because something special is happening as we speak. Look at Hoda
0: and Al. They're hitting the road for a good reason. What's up? It's National Nurses Week, (laughs) y'all. Al and I are hopping in these two vehicles. They're marked today's heroes. That's right. And we are going to show our appreciation for some nurses at a couple of area
7: hospitals. That's right. In fact, we're going to deliver big in-person thank yous for the hundreds of nurses who shine day in and day out, you ready to go? We're gonna go. Let's all right, do we love y'all. But Let's we're
1: building.
0: We that is there's literally
1: there's, sending sunshine to these hospitals. Crazy. Al and Hoda it's and her beautiful. bright yellow. We look forward to that. There's gonna be some surprises be too. Good morning. All right. Oh, cool. Meantime, we do have more news to get to this morning, including Alec Murdoch back in the spotlight. Yeah,
9: the uh, former South Carolina attorney who is serving two life sentences for killing his wife and son. Now Murdoch is admitting from prison that he lied about the cause of his longtime housekeeper's fatal fall on his property five years ago. NBC's Katie Beck joins us with more details on this. Katie, good morning to you.
10: Good morning, Craig. Yet another legal battle heating up attorneys for Murdoch's former housekeeper saying today they plan to release new audio recordings and new documents from her case. This as an insurance company is fighting to recover that three point eight million dollar settlement money and Alec Murdoch from prison admits he didn't tell the truth again in connection to another mysterious death. Alec Murdoch is changing his story once again, this time from a prison cell, after admitting during his trial to lying about his alibi the night his wife and son were killed.
3: I did lie to them.
10: Murdoch is now confessing to even more lies, this time surrounding the mysterious death of the family's longtime housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield. She died at the Murdoch home after allegedly suffering a fall in 2018. The disgraced lawyer originally told his insurance company that the family's dogs caused her to trip and fall. He later collected millions in settlement money intended for Satterfield's sons, who say they never saw any of it.
7: Did you
2: ever get one cent from Alec Murdoch when he was still, uh, before all of this happened? No,
10: Back in 2021, Satterfield's son Tony told Craig Alec Murdoch promised he would help him and his brother get an insurance settlement for the accident.
5: Did you believe him? Yeah, of course. Well,
11: he said, I want to make sure the boys are taken care of because he loved Gloria that
10: much. Now, a legal storm is brewing over Murdoch's latest confession. In a new statement made in response to a recent lawsuit filed by an insurance company looking to recover the $3.8 million it paid Murdoch for Satterfield's death, Murdoch now claims he fabricated his initial story, writing, no dogs were involved in Satterfield's death, adding, he invented the situation to force his insurers to make a settlement payment. Murdoch also says the Satterfield family did actually receive the fraudulent funds. Lawyers for the Satterfields family deny they got money from the insurance company, saying the new claims lack credibility, much like Alec Murdoch.
3: The question is, is Alex to be believed? Alex
4: at this point in time, will say anything to uh, try to preserve his own skin.
10: Police have reopened the investigation into Satterfields' death. We reached out to Murdoch's attorney, who had no comment about the lawsuit or why Alec Murdoch is once again changing his story from behind bars. Murdoch is currently serving two life sentences for the murders of his wife and son, but is also facing nearly 100 other charges ranging from money laundering to stealing money from his clients. Murdoch's attorneys have filed a notice to appeal, say they plan to do so in coming months. Craig?
9: Katie Beck for us there in the Walterboro, South Carolina. Katie, thank you. All right. Let's bring in NBC senior legal correspondent,
10: Laura Jarrett.
1: Laura, good morning. I confess I do not understand why admitting this in a legal filing helps his case with the insurer at all. But the, the question is, is the insurer, the insurer wants to try to get the money back from Alec Murdoch. He says, go find it from the, the family. But he admits that He kept the money, didn't give it to the family.
11: Precisely, right? This whole thing was sort of a lie built upon another lie. And the bottom line is, we still do not know how Gloria Statterfield died. And that's the question her family obviously wants to know the answer to, and everybody else wants to know the answer to. He's now admitted that the original story wasn't true. She didn't trip over the dogs, but he doesn't say, I know who did it. And the two people who were possible witnesses, a jury has now found that he was guilty of murdering them. And so all kinds of questions about why would you lie about another death on your property?
9: I mean, do we know, Laura, if there's even any more money to collect from Alec Murdoch
11: at this point? Well, that's part of why his attorneys, I think, are pointing the finger at this family, basically saying all of the money that he would have had is caught up with creditors because, again, he's facing all of these alleged financial crimes, including uh, defrauding his, uh, his own law firm.
1: The family did get some settlement money but yes. they say not this money that this insurance company Nautilus is after.
11: Precisely. They say it came from a whole other different pot of money from going after his old firm. Again, a lot of fighting, a lot of griping on both sides here but the the core answer we still don't have any real clarity on.
9: Yeah. We, we might not get any real
11: clarity yeah. on it. All right. Yeah. Thank you Lord the family
1: few yeah, years back it is.
9: I mean and, and the boys especially um, because they said to me then, and I remember, it stayed with me. They were like family. Mm. They thought they saw the Murdochs is like like family. They were in and out of yeah. each other's almost twenty
11: t- years. She worked. There. Yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. to take
9: money from from them is just. It takes a special kind of person to do that. Yeah.
1: all right. Thank Laura. you, Laura. Thank you. Yeah. Still ahead, we've got Hollywood royalty heading to Studio 1A this morning. The stars of Book Club, the sequel, Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candice Bergen, and Mary Steenburgen all here live to tell us about the next chapter in their beloved journey.
9: From Hollywood royalty to real royalty, Molly Hunter, Buckingham Palace once again with an inside look at the many memorable moments from that coronation of King Charles over the weekend.
12: Hey, guys, good morning. What a weekend, and no one does it like the Brits. We will have all the coronation highlights and some very cute moments with the littlest royals coming up right after this.
0: Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course Empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, And yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts.
9: We are back coming up on 741 now with this weekend's crowning moment for King Charles and now Queen Camilla. And I'm, I'm amazed you didn't pick up
1: the accent. <laughs> I know. I know. But I did pick up a few souvenirs. It was fun. The pomp and circumstance did not slow down all weekend long. Millions celebrating the historic coronation across Great Britain and around the world. It wrapped up last night. With an amazing star-studded concert. Beautiful. Let's
12: bring in NBC's Molly Hunter. She's at Buckingham Palace with all of the highlights. Hey, Molly. Hey, guys. Good morning. You'll recognize this view, of course. This is where Savannah was broadcasting from on Saturday. And we got a front row seat just around the corner from here on the Mall with tens of thousands of people, some extraordinary history-making moments. Of course, Prince Harry was in the country briefly. And some very cute moments with the Littlest
13: Royals. Take a look. From start to finish, it was a spectacular affair, the kind of pageantry the Brits do so well in the kind of weather the Brits know so well. Through the driving rain, King Charles and Queen Camilla arriving at Westminster Abbey, their pages of honor including nine-year-old Prince George doing the heavy lifting, the Wales' all-stunning Kate and Charlotte in matching Alexander McQueen, and five-year-old Prince Louis with a big yawn caught on camera. Prince Harry arriving at the Abbey with cousins Eugenie and Beatrice, smiling, a quick wave to his aunt, Princess Anne. The crowning moments all went to plan. God save the King! God save the King! And outside, braving the elements, the tens of thousands on the mouse singing along to God Save the King. We were amid the faithful who'd been waiting for hours, even days, for this moment.
12: And you can hear the deafening cheers around me. That was pretty exciting. I think I just made eye contact with, uh, with King Charles. And then
13: the mall opened and the excited, albeit soggy, crowds headed for Buckingham Palace. Are you excited? Yeah! Woo! Yeah! But they had to pass us on the way there.
1: A few thousand of Molly Hunter's best friends.
13: Stepping out onto the balcony, the King and Queen, the Pages of Honor, Working Royals, and of course, Charlotte and Louis too. But no Prince Harry. He got into a car right after the service, seen later at Heathrow Airport heading back home. But today, the whole Wales family out volunteering. Louis and George both taking turns with the digger, Louis helping out with a wheelbarrow, and Charlotte focused on painting. But last night, it was Prince William taking center stage at the Coronation Concert at Windsor
11: Castle. As my grandmother said when she was crowned, Coronations are a declaration of our hopes for the future.
13: Even little Princess Charlotte up way past her bedtime singing along. An extravagant end to a weekend 70 years in the making.
12: Such a fun music at the concert last night. Now, the king and queen actually made a surprise appearance on American Idol. Take a look at this video with Katy Perry and Lionel Richie after such a tightly choreographed, highly planned weekend. It looked like they had a little bit of fun uh, with the American audience. Guys, I'll send it back to you.
5: Wow.
1: All right, Molly. Thank you. I mean, nobody had a better time at the coronation than Molly. (laughs) Even though it was a driving rain, spirits were high. Didn't you, Molly? You had a
12: great time. (laughs) It was such a blast, Savannah, talking to you all day from just around the corner. It's a little drier under this tent, I will say. A welcome, a welcome Monday morning.
1: All right. We did a great job. It was fun to be out there and witness a little bit of history. I was going to say,
9: seeing history up close like that's got to be pretty cool. You
1: know what? Well, Dylan's here. I have to tell you, there is like a microclimate at Buckingham (laughs) Palace. On Friday, it would be like sunny for 30 seconds, then pouring rain, then freezing, then hot. (laughs) It, yeah, it was like the change of life. I really? feel like that's you know? just London. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, okay. yeah, I feel like the microclimate yes. of that part of the world. Yeah, <laughs> uh, around here though, you, you did an excellent job though. I oh, just to say. Uh,
0: around here, we are going to see an absolutely beautiful day across the Northeast. Lots of sunshine. Enjoy the temperatures
1: in the 70s. A little bit of a risk of severe storms today, especially back through the Ohio and Tennessee river valleys. It's hot out in the middle of the country and pretty unsettled out west. And that's your latest forecast, Dylan. Thank you very much. Still ahead, our pal Andy Cohen is stopping by to. talk talk about his new book highlighting the joys and drama of parenthood a lot of people will relate to his
9: story coming up in a few Uh, first though my buddy Carson Daly is back and we are going to celebrate him a very big honor for Mr. Daly over the weekend well-deserved and we'll do that right after this
1: We are back with Carson and some very special news to share about our friend on Friday. He was honored on the first ever Very Well Mind 25. Look at that nice picture. Inspiring (laughs) list of mental health champions. Am I looking at? Carson uses his platform yeah. to make a positive impact on the world, and Carson, it's being noticed. Awesome. You're an excellent you. company.
4: First this, this, this organization, very well mined for over 20 years, has been doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been helping people with the, creating a resource for mental health that's needed to help people find balance in a chaotic life. So... They should be on their own list, I love that. and then the 25 that make this list of experts—it's extremely diverse. They're all my heroes. These are the people on the front lines every day of mental health, people like Dr. Alfie uh, Breland Noble and um, and so many others who are just really out there. So I was honored to be a part of it. You're doing it really I certainly awesome. have my—I'm my, yeah. lucky enough to have my platform here at NBC News uh, to tell my story, and if that's helped some people, that's certainly um, mm-hmm. very nice.
9: Do you feel like it's gotten better? I mean, you've you've been in this space for a number of years now. Yeah, Do you feel like we're at a point in our country, in our society, where the needles moving?
4: I feel like since I, you know, this started with you, you know, remember you asked me on the air about a panic attack. We're doing a story on Kevin Love, the basketball player. And so that, that started me talking about my uh, generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorder uh, diagnosis and how it's, I've struggled with it for many, many years. Um, And so, yeah, I think in, in, in a large, part. Uh, the conversation is there. The yeah. whole idea, the work I do with Project Healthy Minds is to break the stigma of talking about mental health. I'm comfortable talking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like, I don't care what people think about me. And I know that others are struggling and I want them to know that if if somehow me talking about it can help them that's what's important but i, I do feel like the conversation up, there's a lot of work to be done
1: well it's a beautiful article and i hope people will check it out we'll put it on our wow, website Oh, you're
4: nice to highlight it. Right. thank you <laughs> appreciate it
1: well coming up you guys we have a boost and it's a can't miss military reunion you know it's going to be good
9: and you can call this a bonus boost hoda and al on the way to celebrate our healthcare heroes guys guess where i am
12: okay
0: cruising down whoa the streets of Manhattan because we are going to say thank you to our lovely nurses it's going to be an awesome surprise
7: hey everybody nurses appreciation week we love nurses we're hitting the road to celebrate some heroes you do not want to miss this
10: you don't you don't want to miss it